Hey everyone, welcome to the Wellness Talks. I'm Lindsay Matthews, a wellness coach specializing in mindset and brain health. I have created this space with the intention to help inspire and educate my listeners about holistic well-being. And I hope after listening today that you are able to take something away that you can bring into your life to make you feel healthier and happier. In today's episode, we're going to explore an unconventional way of healing using plant-based medicine and the journey that one goes on. This will give a flavour of what to expect if you were to ever explore these kind of methods. But I also want to note that this is not medical advice and recommended consulting with a professional before seeking these types of treatment. It's simply an insight into someone's story. Which leads me today to welcome you to my friend Sarah. Sarah, is it Boitre? Boitras. Boitras, I still don't know how to say your surname. It's so embarrassing. Um... (laughs) I'm introducing you to Sarah. So we've actually already recorded this episode and sadly it got lost. Um, And the last time that we recorded it, I knew nothing about this journey. Um, Whereas today I've obviously heard the full story, but we're going to go through it again. And she's going to share some insights and snippets as to kind of what she went through um, on her retreat in Europe. Probably like two, nearly two months ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, so Sarah is also a health coach. Um, she specialises in kind of self love, and I don't know. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. So I'm a I'm a self love coach and a co founder of the Self Love Tribe, which is a community for women, um, where we connect with each other and learn tools to practice self love and make friends and all that juicy good healing stuff supporting each other on the way so yeah that's what I do amazing so we're gonna get into it um but for before we actually touch on the kind of retreat and the plant medicine itself I just kind of want you to share a little bit about your story and your background and what led you to even considering plant medicine yeah so um I have struggled with mental uh, let's call them mental health issues um from a really young age uh, anxiety and depression are some of the things that I've been diagnosed with and um, I never I didn't grow up in an environment where taking medication was encouraged and so I went through these holistic ways of trying to improve my mental health so you know the exercise the yoga the meditation the healthy eating and um, even going into the spiritual work of energy healing and sound healing and all of this hypnotherapy, like <laughs> honestly, anything that you can try and think of, I've tried it. Um, and you know, I, I definitely saw progress in myself, but I still felt like there was a, like a heaviness and the anxiety was still there. And I just really was deeply unhappy. Mm. Um, and w- what age did you start doing things that were more holistic? Like, it's been the last, I would say, five years. I remember I had my first hypnotherapy session when I was 14. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. really young. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I knew what hypnotherapy was at 14. Yeah, I didn't really know what it was either when I went into it. It wasn't my choice. Like I said, I didn't grow up in a household that encouraged medication. So my mom put me into all sorts of weird shit that's kind of cool though because most people these days Mm -hmm. when you have kind of a mental health condition or whether it's depression Mm -hmm. it's anxiety or whatever it is it's kind of like okay let's just turn to a tablet and I know that that 
is in place and some people need it and it absolutely has saved lives um but there is also other ways like you say to holistically and naturally heal totally yeah but with things like hypnotherapy i feel like you have to actually be open yeah i at 14 years old i was like she's fucking nuts i was i wasn't open so i didn't actually really get any benefit from it but yeah obviously as i've gotten older i have received benefit from it but it just felt like there was something really really deep so it got to the point in january of last year i think or this year this year 2022 yeah, yeah, it was this yeah, year. This year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just was so fed up of feeling the way that I was feeling that I decided to go on medication. Um, and it it just numbed me out. And it made it easier for me to show up every day and um, to kind of start practicing the things that I was learning in therapy without all of the anxiety and stuff getting in the way. Um, but I knew that it's not a long-term solution and I knew that it didn't actually fix anything. So um, I still wasn't really sure about the direction to go in. And then I met someone who was getting ready to go on this plant medicine um, retreat and I opened up about my mental health and, you know, they were just like, this is something that you should try and consider just take it a little bit of a step back then so you said that you weren't feeling in a good place um like can you just kind of go into that a little bit more yeah it's just like one of those things you know my life was awesome I had so so many amazing people around me Uh, I was well supported by my family um and I just still felt really unhappy (laughs) so which I feel like is a lot of people and this like anyone listening to this yeah. they'll probably resonate with that yeah. because I've had the same um and I think we're we're guilty of it even when you get to a good place you still have those days where you're like you know there's a lot of good things in my life but maybe something that day is just like doesn't feel quite right yeah. or you're not in the best of moods and you have to kind of return like bring yourself bring back yourself and go back. you know I should be grateful for this so mm. I think there's a lot of people that will resonate with that even yeah. though everything's feels or looks good on the outside actually we can still have these internal struggles yeah I'm sure that a lot of people can resonate with that yeah yeah but that was where I was at and then so you so you met this person at what point did you meet this person April April okay so you'd been on because you went on the medication in January is that right yeah so you've been on the medication three months and how did the medication make you feel just kind of numbed my anxiety to be honest yeah yeah so it's interesting because when you're on it you don't notice as much of the effect that it has on you Mm. when I came off it is when I realized how much it was actually impacting me um so definitely the thing that stood out to me the most was that my anxiety was kind of smushed away Mm. um yeah so just emotions in general were numbed out yeah when you say you had anxiety like in what sense because I I always think there's different parts to anxiety like you can have like I used to suffer with panic attacks for example Mm. but then some people just have like it's almost like an an ongoing anxiety but but it doesn't like you sometimes it's almost like you're not even aware you're anxious sometimes yeah whereas like, like I used to have more of the highs of it I'd have like a moment for an hour where I'd literally be like I don't know what to do like I'd have to go get a cold shower or something like what was that like for you yeah so it's really interesting because I used to have panic attacks as well meditation was the only thing that helped me to Mm. 
stop myself from getting to the point of having a panic attack. But mm. it's always like this feeling of just constantly overthinking and your mind's like running in a thousand different directions and you just feel unsettled like mm. all the time. So I guess that's the best way for me to describe it's it. It's not very grounded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you so you met this person yeah. in April and then they mentioned this plant medicine to you. Yeah. Before we kind of go into this, actually, do you just want to kind of talk about what plant medicine is? Because I know when I've mentioned the terminology to people, they're like, they don't know what it means. And mm. sometimes we're, we're guilty of assuming that everyone actually knows what it is. Yeah. Plant medicine is, it's kind of just what it says on the tin. So it's a plant, um, but it's used in a therapeutic kind of uh, sense. And from what I, they're not always, um, psychoactive so they're not always um like psychedelic or whatever but the more popular ones like ayahuasca uh, mm. and uh, mushrooms like the psilocybin those are um psychedelic ones but yeah just basically instead of say like going through the conventional medicine that mm. you get in the pharmacy that's packaged up in a box it comes from nature yeah yeah so from what i understand because i still i'm no expert on this by the way but i what i understood is like it's because it's like living as well yeah yeah the the plant the plants are alive they have yeah. they have a spirit so when you go into the journey uh you communicate with the plant in order to get the insights that you okay. want to get yeah. let's come on to that in a yeah, yeah okay cool um so yeah so this person so they kind of opened you up to your potentially looking at plant medicine as a yeah. as a kind of a next step to navigate your mental health yeah and then how did it go from there um I just kind of threw myself into it you know because I knew I didn't want to be on medication and um I was at that point where I was like I, I gotta try something that's gonna make a change so yeah I went um I committed to the retreat I also uh started microdosing and um there was a lot of preparation that was going into the work so i had to come off the antidepressants first and then microdosing um and then i um had to do some detoxing a couple of cambo sessions um which is cambo is a frog secretion from um, a frog that lives in the amazon i think it's called like a giant monkey frog or something <laughs> and basically uh, they they burn some holes in your skin and they put this secretion on and then you just start purging um and they say it's meant to be like a emotional physical spiritual cleansing personally for me i just felt the physical mm. cleansing of it and i it's the interesting thing about it was i felt it going into different organs of my body that I was struggling with at the time so once I really felt it in my liver and then uh, when I was in Europe and I did it again my menstrual cycle wasn't uh, normal anymore and I felt it in my in my ovaries so it's like what they say it's alive it doesn't actually come from a plant it's from a frog but this the they say that the spirit of the frog is in the medicine right so that goes through you so anyway that was one thing so you so just sort of so taking a step back again to you mentioned microdosing as well um because i know that mm. you had done microdosing 
even way before I think you'd even booked yeah, this retreat. Yeah, yeah. So can we just talk a little bit about that and kind of what like what microdosing is because I feel like it's a term as well that's kind of being thrown around a lot more lately. Yeah. Um, and more people are kind of like clocking on to like what it is and how it can help. Yeah. So microdosing is literally like really, really small doses of these plant medicines that you hear about. So you can uh, microdose with the mushroom. A couple of other things I used were Scalitium and San Pedro, which are other forms of plant medicine, which mm. we can talk about afterwards. Um, but what it is, is just like putting that little bit amount in your body every day to kind of um, activate different parts of your brain mm. and um, kind of rewire it in a way yeah. so that you can connect to different parts and overcome these mental health issues that you might be having yeah yeah interesting yeah. i actually um i did do microdosing with mushrooms uh a while ago now um but i didn't actually get on with them too well mm. i had some gut problems when i when i took them um but i was in uganda at the, like earlier this year and someone told me about them and i was kind of i never really heard the concept before i'd heard the term microdosing but i didn't really know i don't really know anything about it um, and they're like, yeah, you know, if you take the microdose and mushrooms, like it's really good for like your cognitive function. And like, mm. it's really good to like um, get rid of bad habits. Like um, I know people that have like stopped smoking or stopped drinking after doing it. So um, it can really benefit people. Um, but at the same time, some people don't like myself, didn't actually agree with it. I think mm. I took it for like two weeks um, and I definitely saw some improvements in my focus, but my stomach did not like it <laughs> yeah I, the same same thing happened to me um it i'm not sure if it was my gut or my liver or if it was just all of them but on a on a psychological level i felt really good mm. and i was getting downloads and downloads and it felt like things in my life were it was like a, a rubik's cube and things were like clicking into place and things were starting to make sense. And I was just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Um, Cause it was not through really any conscious effort of myself, mm. but physically oh, my stomach was in bits and my skin. Yeah. Um, oh my God. My skin like got to a point where it was so inflamed everywhere. My back, my, my face, um, and then it came to be. Because I remember that you yeah. like you had this like breakout of kind of like yeah, yeah. A, it was almost like a really small acne, wasn't yeah. it? But then everywhere. But then it just went as soon as you stopped. Like everything just disappeared. Yeah. It was mad. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, so it turned out that that was because I had a lot of toxins in my body. Yeah. And um, putting more substances on top of my toxins, mm. and like my liver was hardly managing to catch up with flushing things out and so it was just pushing them out through my skin I find this really interesting because a, a little bit aside from the plant medicine but even just the whole skin as a as an organ mm -hmm. and how everything kind of purges out of your skin I think this year I've kind of gone really like in depth of actually how much we need to detox our body through different pathways before we start putting more and more things because yeah. I think we're guilty as a as a society to think oh we take this supplement or we take this 
tablet or we, whatever it is we take all these different things and we're just putting more and more on our body but actually a lot of the time with a lot of particularly gut issues that yeah. people have these days is a lot of people are like constipated and can't actually get these toxins out of their body yeah. so it's purging out of their skin um mm. which i find really interesting mm. yeah so it's crazy yeah and another interesting thing is like maybe a topic for a different podcast but <laughs> i generally have not ever been an advocate for detoxes right because i come from a background of having an eating disorder and so yeah anything that's like overly restrictive about cutting things out and whatever it's like yeah the body knows how to detox itself so just let the body do its thing yeah but after i did all this detoxing for this plant medicine retreat that by itself had a huge impact on my mental health yeah and so you also don't realize how much of an impact what you're what you're putting into your body has on the way that you feel <laughs> me, so. and, me and sarah actually had a debate about this a, yeah. a friendly debate I, I can't remember where it was it was probably in a like a long journey in bali in the car somewhere and i've always been a bit of a believer of um like food is medicine and i think as you just said sarah like from your background obviously having an eating disorder you're kind of like no it's more than medicine and like brings yeah. you a lot of joy and it was really funny because when we was in Bali this summer I was like I was on this kind of like <laughs> restrictive diet because of some gut issues that I had and I was like no food is joy and you were like food is medicine <laughs> we swap. <laughs> swap. but no but food is absolutely medicine for yeah. sure and it's interesting you say about the mental health because I'm studying brain health at the moment and what we put in our bodies in terms of food yeah Obviously, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I need to eat healthy to lose weight or I need to eat healthier because of my skin or mm. whatever it is that they, they're trying to um, solve. Mm. But actually, the the impact that food has on our brain yeah. is um, Mental. is madness mm. in, in terms of even like decision making, memory, mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, again, that's probably a topic for a completely different yeah. podcast. But yeah, it's really interesting. We should, we should actually do a podcast <laughs> on that because <laughs> yeah. even on, on a spiritual level. The diet makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So so you met, so you met this person. You made this decision to go on this retreat. Mm. Um, you done some microdosing, and then let's kind of go into the detox then in a bit more detail. Like, what did it actually? Why did you have to do it, and what did you have to do? It was again like an emotional, physical, spiritual cleansing. And it's for the medicine to actually be able to go into the depths that it needs to do um, to get you to where you want to be on mm. the on the journey. Um, like, for example, I know with Iboga, which is one of the plant medicines that I did, it works on your body on a physical level um, of clearing things out like uh, blocked energies and stored traumas and even... Yeah like um the toxins in your body so it's Mm. detoxing you as well Mm. and if your body's full of toxins and you put the aboga in it's only gonna get so far into you because it's working through all that unnecessary things so if you can clear it out before you go in so it's a bit like i say like an analogy would be like cleaning out an oven for example yeah like you always want someone to come in and do that deep clean so then when you're actually doing it it's a lot easier yeah, so it's yeah. kind of making yourself go through that easier process during it yeah so what did you have to do in the detox i mean i actually know what you had to do but like let's oh, uh, let's go into this it was awful <laughs> <laughs> um i only ate fruits and vegetables um 
I kind of one month. I actually like cheated because it was meant to be predominantly like eighty percent raw fruits and vegetables, and I was like, "Fuck this shit! I can't handle it." I did it for three days, and I felt horrific. Like um, the detox, I was really depressed. My stomach was in bits. I was exhausted. Yeah, I was like, um, "There's no way I'm doing this for a month." But that is kind of. Um... Not to the extreme, maybe you were feeling, but it is normal yeah, when yeah. you're doing a detox to feel. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. He to, did. He did give to me not a heads feel up. great because I know when I've done like a couple of days detoxes, you feel horrendous, yeah, and yeah. you're like, I mean, I have stopped some of them like a little bit earlier than I should because I just feel that crap. Yeah, it's it's all the stuff coming out of your body, mm. um, but also you know he was saying to me that when you clear out on a physical level like you open up the space for the emotional stuff to coming Mm. start coming out as well so i was really i was feeling all of it but i had to slow it down because i was like i can't feel like this for a month Mm. so i added like some cooked uh, sweet potatoes and broccoli (laughs) (laughs) sarah's laughing because we were sat at a restaurant at a bar actually in Bali like the music's going there's a good vibe and Sarah's like can I order some steamed broccoli <laughs> no salt no salt make sure there's no salt on it oh god it was so depressing <laughs> most people are ordering like vodka red balls and pizza and you're like can I have some steamed broccoli and it's still old <laughs> yeah. yeah it wasn't fun um, and I actually didn't feel amazing at any point during that detox until um, until I did the three cambos in Europe at the retreat. Then I was like, whoa, okay, I'm finally starting to feel like clear-headed and, and healthy. Before that, I was not good. Um, I also, I think I had a lot of nutrition deficiencies through it. Mm. And my period didn't come until after the retreat because I was on that detox for the whole time so it was like 15 days late and it was so funny as soon as I got on the plane and I ate a steak I'm not even joking five minutes later or maybe even less I was in the bathroom with my period (laughs) (laughs) our bodies are so intelligent yeah yeah that is mad so you done the um you done the detox for 30 days I had to do a liver cleanse yeah let's talk about that I was meant to do two of them but I ended up only doing one um because it really fucked me up um basically what i had to do is drink like uh lots of water with epsom salt mm. like a high dosage of epsom salts and then uh drink a like i don't know loads of olive oil with some grapefruit in it and then went to bed and woke up the next day and that's when all the <laughs> stuff started coming out so there were loads of like little green um stones coming out from my liver and it just wouldn't stop like it was only meant to last a day <laughs> i can't i can't help but picture so me and sarah were sharing a villa at the time oh and i remember walking into her bathroom to grab something and i'm just on the floor and there's like this sif on the floor and i'm like <laughs> sarah why have you got like a vegetable kind of like kitchen tool in your bathroom I was like, do you know what? Don't even tell me anymore. <laughs> Don't even tell me anymore. I wanted to trap the content. Like, I was putting myself through so much suffering. I wanted to see what it was all about. <laughs> um, but yeah, just loads of little green stuff coming out. I didn't see any parasites, which I was actually quite disappointed about. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway. 
Um, but you were pretty bad because I remember oh the, the day um the, the day, day you were supposed to the day you were supposed to yeah. fly home um from Bali because this what yeah. would have been a couple of weeks before the retreat. Yeah, you were so ill. I remember you like it was, was like fucked. you know like one of those like hundred year old women <laughs> like walking with their stick and like they're all like you know they were so hunched over. <laughs> you were like that. <laughs> but, I honestly felt like I was dying and I was like miserable, I was crying, missed my flight. Oh my god, it was horrendous. It was the worst thing ever. And then I was just like all by myself in this hotel room. You know, shriveled up in a ball. I was like, I don't want to be alive right now. <laughs> Eating broccoli. I couldn't eat anything even. I just I felt so bad. Mm. No. But I survived it. But you correct me if I'm wrong, you ended up I think you got to a point where you were so bad, right? But you actually ended up introducing some stuff after that. Yeah. So I started including some fish mm. um, and more cooked vegetables. Mm. And I started taking B12 and iron, uh, like a from a Chinese doctor mm. and doing some acupuncture and stuff. And that was all helping me a lot. Mm. Um, and I started doing these coffee enemas. What's that? It's um, basically like a <laughs> another cleansing. I know what it is. I yeah. just want you to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> basically, you have like this bag and it has a tube. And the tube is it's a long one and it has a little nozzle at the end. And you put so you boil some organic coffee and then you put it in the bag. <laughs> then you put the nozzle up your ass, basically. <laughs> you turn it on. You let the coffee go into your system and. I'm not a scientific expert on this, but I think what happens is that the coffee binds to all the toxins in your body and it goes around in your system like several times, depending on how long you hold the coffee in. At some point, your body just wants to let it all go. Do you know know what's really weird? I've just remembered that I actually done this in Thailand. Yeah, you said, you told me. I don't know. I'm just putting two and two together that it's the same thing. Because at the time, I thought it was like a colon therapy, which is really similar. Yeah. But obviously, the colon therapies I'd done in Bali didn't have um, coffee. Coffee. But I remember that I had 15 litres of coffee in this tank. Jeez. Yeah. And I had to put this thing up my you know 15 liters yeah what the fuck i was in there for like i don't know i think it was five liters i think it was five it was it was big you know like those big water tanks that yeah, we have here in dubai yeah. it was like them and um i remember like i had this is like this is probably about five four five years ago when i wasn't really into this kind of stuff so i didn't really know what i was doing <laughs> And they left me on my own. And I remember just putting it in, like, you know, mm. inserting it and then sitting there. And the next thing, my stomach was like, it looked like I was six, nine months pregnant. Mm. And I had to press the emergency button because I just was in so it much pain. Yeah. And she was like, ma'am, you need to, like, push out as if you're going to the toilet. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I would have just had five litres of this coffee water like, going in my stomach. Oh, my God, it was horrendous. That sounds so, awful. Yeah, so then when I'd done Conan Forever this time, I remember I was like, are you going to be here with me? <laughs> please don't leave <laughs> or, me. Or give me an emergency button, please. <laughs> That's so jokes. Uh, okay, oh so gosh. you had to do them. Yeah. Um, so you've done your liver cleanse, you've done your uh, coffee, what's it called? Coffee animal. Con- That's it. Yeah. Um, your detox, where you just basically ate broccoli and... <laughs> A few other things and the acupuncture. Mm. Okay, so then you got to the retreat. Yeah, 
then I got there. I had like one day to rest and we kind of were just talking about what to expect. Uh, going into intentions a little bit of why I was going into it. And then the next day started on the cambos. So I had three cambo sessions. If, what was your intention? Honestly, just to fucking feel like a normal. <laughs> There's no such thing as normal. But yeah. I, you know, I just felt so disconnected from feeling good, like happy. That mm. was that just came to me in small moments mm. throughout life, but never. I never felt like I was in a place where I felt okay. Mm. Like I'm not even talking about excellent. You know, I just wanted to feel okay. Yeah. Basically. That was my intention. <laughs> yeah. Not setting the bar very high. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. What's so, interesting though, knowing you, like we obviously had a lot of deep conversations yeah. about things and I knew you wasn't always in the best place, but had I, when I first met you or had I been someone that knew you on a kind of a surface level, let's say, I would have thought that you were fine. And yeah. that's what the scary thing is. Yeah. So there's so many people walking around these days where you think that, oh yeah, they're fine or yeah. whatever, but actually they're not. And like, yeah. I have to sometimes like challenge myself if like if something frustrates if I'm out and have like, in a restaurant and someone's a little bit rude I think do you know what Lindsay maybe they're a little bit rude because they've had a really shit day yeah or they've like something's really badly has happened to them like yeah yeah we always think it's about us or whatever but actually we just don't know what people are going through everyone's going through something as well so yeah. it's never about us yeah and what's really interesting about this um is that when people meet me, they're like, oh, you're so optimistic and positive and you're so chilled. That's what I get all the time. And I'm like, yeah. And, and it's interesting because I've done a lot of therapy and I've done a lot of like personal development and self-help stuff. Mm. And so it's all in my mind. I know how to change my mindset. I know how to think positive. I know yeah. how to give myself love. But you can have all this shit in your brain if you cannot like embody it in into mm. yourself and feel good in your life then it doesn't it's mean a, anything i think it's like manifestation mm. it's such a buzzword now isn't it like i'm gonna manifest this and and now everyone's like oh you know they have a vision board or they have yeah. all these things that they want but then it's like unless you actually take the action to do that stuff or start embodying it and starting to feel like Feeling you're it, actually yeah. living that life yeah, like yeah. i always try and like live something before i've even got it yeah um and i think it's very it's the similar same, yeah, to it's same. the same thing yeah you need to feel it yeah. like I could give advice to a thousand people on things that I'm not, you know, yeah. even feeling in myself that I I figured out at the time. So yeah, yeah. Okay. But, so you got to the retreat, yeah, and then you done your cambo. Actually, let, let's. So you done. Am I right in thinking you done four different plant medicines? Is it four? I did quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> okay, talk <laughs> us through what you done, and then just like what they are as well. Okay, there's there was. I'll I'll talk them in order. So the cambo, which I already explained what it was. Yeah. And then the second thing I did was um, there were some eye drops. I don't know what they were. Um, so I'm not gonna go into it. But uh, <laughs> it just kept giving me loads of shit. Like Sarah, put try a this. Lot, try this. You put a lot of trust in this person holding this retreat. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Um, the second thing I did was the psilocybin. That's an extract from the magic mushrooms okay so it's not actually the mushroom it's uh some component of the mushroom extracted okay um and basically what that is for was similar to what i was saying with the with the microdosing. Mm. it kind of helps you to tap into a very deeper level of your um consciousness yeah and um 
it works on different parts of your brain and uh, like say if you're depressed and there's a part of your brain which is really overactive it helps to start activating other parts and balancing out your um yeah so that's like on a physiological level but in terms of the plant medicine retreat it's it just takes you on a journey yeah um and because you go into it with an intention and it has a spirit um you ask you know for the an- answers or the guidance that you want and because it's all happening in you mm-hmm. so and you have all the answers to everything that's happening in your life and so it just takes you into yourself and shows you what you need to see. I love that because yeah. I always think, I think like this with coaching, like people, when they see coaches, they think that the coaches are always going <clears> to, <throat> excuse fix, me, fix them. are going to fix them or like, or healers or, or therapists or whoever you see. Mm. And they think that you're going to get fixed by this person. And actually that person is literally just guiding you to find the answer within yourself. Yeah. Cause no one, like no matter what I've, I've had this before people are like, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. And you're like, well, actually no because you know about 0.001 percent of my life yeah or maybe what you've seen on instagram or what you've had a five minute conversation so yeah, yeah we um we can be very quick to be like taking everyone else's opinions but actually we have the we answers have everything yeah and you've just taken it to the next level to find them i love yeah. that so this is the like this is the thing i even thought like oh the plant medicine is gonna heal me mm. it, it doesn't heal you as, mm. as per se but it opens the door for you to go into yourself mm. and to go into that part of your consciousness where you have all the answers. I could go fucking way deep into this, but we're not going to do that today. Okay. But yeah. So I did that. Um, did you want me to say what happened on that trip? No, no, let's just go like what they are okay. and then we'll go into the journey. after. Okay. <laughs> and then I did. We're I taking did this, this podcast thing. on a journey, <laughs> just like you're a tree. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that, and then I tried this thing called rapé, which is a tobacco uh, snuff mixed with other um, medicinal herbs and plants. From... I can officially say I've tried this now. Yeah. It was very relaxing. It's, it's very, it's it was a beautiful thing. a bit weird, like, taking it, but it was... Um... <laughs> the way that it's uh, ap- ap- applied, <laughs> applied is interesting. Yeah, um, it, but... it reminds me of, like, one of those, like, pipes. You know, like, like your granddad would have a pipe. yeah. Yeah, that, that's it's like a mini pipe. That's it. Yeah, it's cute. I like. I love the pipe. But that that helps you to go uh, deeper into yourself as well, like deeper into meditation and just like a cute little heart opening thing that you can do. Just before we touch on the others, you obviously you were repeating like to go deeper into yourself. Yeah, people are scared to do that. Like yeah. people are scared to go deeper into themselves. Like, do you think you were scared to do that, or you were like, no? I was, I, I was ready. I, I, I was ready because <laughs> like, get I spent, me in there. Yeah, seriously, because I was just so fed up, like just constantly working on myself, working on. I'm like, fuck, man, like I'm, I'm so tired. Just take me where I need to go. <laughs> Show me what I need to see. But I was terrified because it's unknown. Mm. So I was definitely terrified, but I was ready as well. Do you know what I think? <clears throat> like this is really common because a lot of people will be like there's a lot of people that won't spend time on their own like if they're on their own for an hour or two or like or people say to me they're like how can you travel on your own Mm. and like I love personally being in my own space like I need it like Mm. I'd say like 75% of the day or if not more I need to be in my own space Mm. um 
but I think people are so scared to actually spend time with themselves See what comes and out. actually listen to their own thoughts yeah. and um, like yeah. it, I just it's mad. We're so scared of just like tuning into hundred percent. I know about yeah, yeah. a thousand people who are like that, yeah. and I used to be one of them. So yeah, like I, I really get it. I had a conversation with someone the other day, and they was like, I um yeah when I right when I went home I was depressed, and I was like. You're probably depressed because you actually just sat and listened to actually how you feel because we do things so fast, 100 miles an hour, and it's so such a fast-paced world, and no, no one actually listens to. Yeah. Yes, it's just a distraction to actually how you feel. So yeah. Yeah. a lot of the time, people think they're not stressed or they are happy, and then they sit down quietly for like a day by themselves, and they're like, "Whoo, yeah, maybe I'm not as happy or not as uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, totally with you, and it's definitely something that I. I mean, I knew I wasn't okay, but I, when I was in the retreat, I really realized the depths of how much I wasn't okay. Mm. And that was really scary, but it was, then it also started making sense mm. because I was like, oh, my life's great. Why am I unhappy? Mm. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> you know, I had to spend an hour in a, in a pitch black, dark, an hour, 24 hours in a pitch black, dark room. And silence by myself and then everything came to the it was i don't even yeah. think i could do that it was <laughs> fucking crazy but you know it's it was good but it was horrible mm. like yeah. so you done so you done cambo yeah rapé sempet yeah uh, i didn't mention that yet but i oh, did san bandro what was the tech one you mentioned the psilocybin oh that was it yeah and it was us yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay and then um and then i did the aboga that is a um plant from africa and by the uh, way this is like the daddy of all plant medicine you hear people and they're like they'll go to like the amazon and they'll do ayahuasca or like i think that's quite a popular thing a lot of people have heard of it mushrooms and all these things but aboga like i had never even heard of it when sarah told me and i was like what is this i remember sitting at the airport and I started Googling it because you weren't feeling too well that day. Yeah. That's when we like yeah, yeah. separated on our trip. And um, I was like, Sarah, do you actually know what you're getting yourself in for here? Like, this is what they use for people that are like heroin addicts. Like, it is mental. It's a big one. It's yeah. a really, really big one. Uh, and then say like the difference. So these are some of the common differences that people mention. Like ayahuasca, obviously, sh- the trip is shorter. Mm. Um, I think- but it's quite strong still, right? Oh, ayahuasca. it's very... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ayahuasca takes... So this is it. The ayahuasca takes you out of your body. So you mm. transcend. Um, and um, iboga, you're still very much in your body. Mm. I don't know what's you- worse. I don't know if you're um, going out of your body or sitting in a dark room for I think six hours. They- my, my experience with iboga was very different to what some people would experience but i definitely think that leaving your body is much better okay yeah because um when you are conscious and you are present and then there's just shit happening in the room mm. with you and you can't you can't you can't really move you cannot escape it and so you're just it's like you're awake in a dream mm that's how they usually describe it. So why do people do a boga? Like, obviously, I've yeah. just touched on it. People, like, um, if they're heroin addicts, like, it's a really good addiction. thing to, for it's addictions. It's a big one for addiction. But yeah. why did you choose to do it? Because of the way that it 
works on your whole body mm. and into the traumas. And what really stood out for me was how it takes you back to the core wound that you have. So mm. let's say, I don't know, let's say if you are struggling with an eating disorder and you just, you don't understand why, like why why are you still struggling with an eating disorder? You've done loads of therapy, nothing's nothing's happening. So you go into it and you ask the iboga, when when did I pick this up? Why did why is this stuck? And it takes you back to the very very first time that it happened, and it even takes you into past lives and shit. Because mm. some of the things that you might be carrying today mm. are not actually yours, which is why sometimes it doesn't make sense. I find this so interesting because yeah. I had this come up for me in a session yeah. and in a retreat thing I done in Bali around something that come up that I was. Well, I think it might have been a past life thing for sure. Yeah. And I was like, this is mad. Yeah. But I've been carrying it my whole life. Or at least <laughs> I have I have been carrying it, but I'm just conscious of it now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that was what really stood out for me. Because a lot of the times, and again, like I told you, um, I felt like my life was good, but I was still really unhappy. Mm. And I felt like a lot of the unhappiness that I was carrying wasn't actually mine. Mm. And um, yeah, so there's definitely an aspect of that. Um, generational and mm. uh, past lives and all that stuff um, but yeah so that's the main differences iboga lasts 24 hours minimum mm. it can last longer some mm. people have been in it for like three days um, it's really fucking strong I was still seeing traces um, like little visuals about didn't you say though it stays in your body up to like months or nine months nine months it's like a baby <laughs> Baby boga. It's like a little baby boga. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so Sarah will be having a baby in when did you go? It's a new boga. In June. Oh, it's a Gemini. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've done a boga and then And then I did San Pedro. And mushrooms. So that we mentioned the mushrooms Oh yeah. Yeah. That was just a But you've done so much. Fucking <laughs> And I did the CBD oil as well. There was one point where I was absolutely drinking it out of the bottle. <laughs> so let's like let's touch on um, let's touch on the mushrooms yeah. and the um, we kind of spoke about the cambo and what happens there. It's a lot of just like purging and things like mm. that. Um, yeah, but let's go into more of the mushrooms and the boga because I know they're kind of the two that impacted they were the you most. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, so basically. Like on the day of the mushroom, I just had a little smoothie and then I drank some thing called Syrian root. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's supposed to help you absorb the plants more um, and help you go deeper. Oh oh my God, there's so many things. Like (laughs) um, I also had to do some um, spiritual response therapy before I went into the ceremonies to clear any blocks that were getting in the way of me uh, going deep and into the medicine. And uh, I remember the guy like raised my mushroom uh, to the highest consciousness, which it definitely was. (laughs) Um, And uh, I also had to do a coaching session with a cat. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hello. This is so funny. I'm still in Bali at this point, and then Sarah just messages me going, I've just had a one-on-one coaching session with a cat. I'm like, you're not selling this retreat to me. 
yeah, I, I won't go too much into it, but it's like a- animal channeling and the, the cat that lives in the retreat center. <laughs> he actually, I think he comes from Dubai. Uh, his name is Baloo. And he is an ascended master. And I'm like, I don't know how many hundreds of years old he is, but he basically knows everything about everything. When you say hundreds of years old, as in like physically hundreds of years no, old. No, I was no. going to say. <laughs> that, that's not possible. I was going to say, I was like, what? Okay. So yeah, I had a coaching session with them. That was more to going into the preparation for the ceremonies. But he was right about a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, he was right about it a lot of things they really resonated with me (laughs) yeah and then the srt so clearing the blocks Mm. raising the consciousness of the of the medicine and Mm. then the syrian root and then i went into the mushroom uh i basically took um two grams of chocolate mushroom thingy it was in chocolate that was great because i was like oh i'm gonna be fasting anyway (laughs) um and then I sat in a dark room uh, with some music on. When you say dark, as in pitch black? Or just, nah, just oh, dark. just dark. It was just dark. I could still see like the mm. walls. It was about 2 p.m. as well, so it wasn't black. Where you were staying was amazing though, right? Oh my God, it was, it was insane. Yeah. Stunning, stunning. Like every, the whole place is just made of wood. Oh, I feel like it, when I looked at pictures, it feels like one of those like, you know, that luxury ski resorts, like it the was, cabins, yeah. like, all the wood yeah. and it's like... Obviously, it didn't have snow, but yeah. if it did have snow, it would have been, it would have been in a ski resort. Stunning, it was like yeah, yeah. Honestly, so beautiful, and it was in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of the forest, and I think I only saw about two other human beings uh, during my time there. <laughs> yeah, it was very secluded, and that was when I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um. So yeah, I went in, and um, it was the dark room. The music was amazing best speakers ever um and then i was just sitting and i was waiting i was really nervous so do you go into the same the same room as everyone else that's doing this no no it's my own room it's your own yeah it's it's in your bedroom in my bedroom okay i'm I'm in bed yeah cuddled up with the blanket just sitting there and thinking fuck it was crazy because the the guy who um was guiding me through the medicine journeys I remember I took the chocolates and then he was just like, you know, um, if time collapses on itself and, um, you know, the the world ceases to exist and whatever, just know that this is totally normal and part of the experience. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Bearing in mind, I've never like tripped hard on anything before. So this was all completely new to me. So would you like, I'm just going to digress a little bit here, but like, obviously it was new to you, but you're quite a spiritual person and you've done a lot of spiritual practices and you've tried all sorts of stuff. Do you think that someone that hasn't done that could go into this or do you think they'd need like a bit of a a warm up to it? So many people. It's quite different. It's quite a unique experience. It's intense. I'm not saying a boga, but I'm just saying this kind of plant medicine in general. mushrooms and things like that. Yeah, something that's a bit more tame, let's say. You know, there are so many people uh, who have done it without ever doing recreational drugs. The guy who runs the retreats never took um, mushrooms recreationally. Right. But um, not even that, but I'm even talking about someone, let's say, like, someone that's not even, like, done meditation or someone that's... Like my cousin... He's been doing therapy with mushrooms for mm. years now. Mm. 
for years and he's been trying to encourage my mom to do it and I think she should definitely do it but um anyway that's off topic but he it comes from a Muslim family so no not even any alcohol yeah no idea of what it feels like to actually like go into another state of consciousness because alcohol even alters your state of consciousness yeah. so just not in a positive way yeah 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 so people that go into it they go into it mm. they can go into it with no experience you just have to there is preparation that goes into it mm. and you, you cannot really prepare yourself for what's going to happen mm. because you just don't know what's going to happen and i think it always depends on the, the the day itself like i know when i've taken like mushrooms before um on multiple occasions and like sometimes they'll it's affected me really well sometimes it hasn't affected me at all and sometimes i'm a bit a bit like mm, this is uh not really how i thought it was gonna go so i think it really depend, depends depends on your state of mind at that point as and well the and what's going on yeah yeah and, the, and i've heard stories of people that have taken this heroic dose which can be anywhere from three to five times more than the recreational dose and they haven't experienced anything. Wow. And there's a guy called Gabor Mate. He's a... Um, what is he? He's one of these like influential uh, people on mental health and stuff. Mm. He's amazing. He talks a lot about addiction and things like that. Um, he said that he had to take like 12 grams of mushrooms to go into a, into a, a trip. And that is like... Well, that is 12 times more than the recreational dose. So, yeah, you just don't you don't know what's going to happen. You don't mm. know how you're going to react to it. And it also really depends a lot on how open you are mm. spiritually. Um, I definitely agree with that as yeah. well. <clears throat> so I, I started with two grams and it was a slow burner. Mm. Like I was feeling things happening just like releasing emotions i was giggling and then i was like sad and <laughs> it was just a bit of a roller coaster but i wasn't going anywhere um so he came back in and he gave me another chocolate and i remember looking at him and i was like please be kind to me like I'm freaking, like i don't know where i'm going to go with this and i i took it and yeah i just blasted off into outer space it was crazy um it was like the even like the leading up into going into the trip was insane like i i remember feeling like my uh like my <laughs> my mouth was where my elbow was and my ear was where my knee was like my whole entire body was just like dismantled <laughs> yeah exactly it was dismantled um and uh nothing was making any sense <laughs> they kept coming into the room to check on me they're like you okay and all i was saying nothing makes sense <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing makes any sense and i was like leaving my body it was crumbling up into this i don't know this mush and um i felt my soul leaving my body and then i connected to the universal consciousness and it was like i was in space everything was just like really colorful rainbow energy um and then I was just like... That's the thing on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Sarah's got this really oh, cool app. With, man, yeah. what, what is it? You put like words in. Yeah, you put um, these prompts or like sentences even about something that you have on your mind and then it creates a picture through artificial intelligence. It's so cool. Uh, someone sent it to What's me. the app called? Dream. Dream. Interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. I need to check that out. And when I, I see, I see yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to be able to put into 
physical picture of something that happens like in deep inside your web. Whoever created that app's genius. Yeah, it's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. The picture that like obviously people can't see this. Yeah, so listen to this, but that picture is really unique as well. Like, and it is fucking perfect. That like the, I was one of those. It's just like <laughs> float. There's just an energy floating around in the black hole, basically. Um, and I remember, you know, I was still conscious, like, but I just, I wasn't Sarah anymore. I was just this energy. I was trying to ask questions about Sarah, um, who is obviously like who I was and who I left behind in my, mm. in my body. And it was just so funny because the answer I got was that nothing matters. Mm. Um, everything that I went into the plant medicine journey for just didn't matter but you were because i spoke to you i think like the day or two after yeah and you were just like it was so good it wasn't happy like honestly you were just like it was fucking i was expecting you to be like not in a breakdown but kind of maybe like (laughs) you see this come up and this come up yeah like but because you come back to your truth of what you are and what you are is not sarah on you know planet earth what you are is the consciousness like you are a part of the universal consciousness or God or whatever you want to call it. And so all of these things that you experience on earth in this life, they don't actually really like, not. don't attach, don't attach. So this is the messages that I was getting. Don't attach yourself to the things that are happening. You have been chosen and put here as an expression of this God to just experience and live. Mm. That's it. It doesn't have to mean anything. Uh, about you or what you're worth or you know any of this shit that drama that we get caught up in in our brains you know yeah um and everything is a part of our spiritual growth and that like that was it it's all a part Mm. of waking up and um yeah and then I started feeling like all these masculine and feminine energies like it was really really cool uh and then there was one point where I was just like I felt like I was there for ever I didn't know if I was coming back. <laughs> how So how long was you out for? Well, fucking hell. It lasted forever. Um, <laughs> I think it lasted longer than it should have. It should have lasted about seven hours, maybe. But I was tripping up until like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, That's mad. Yeah. I'm really sensitive to these mm. kind of things. And I think it's because I took the CBD oil before bed. Mm. They gave it to me. They're like, it will help you sleep. I was like, okay. And I was normal when they gave it to me. They brought me some soup. Like the visuals really died down. Because like I said, I was in outer space. I wasn't even on planet Earth. But um, then I took the CBD oil. And then I was just straight back into another trip. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, (laughs) it's just like colorful. Is it that strong? Or they gave you a lot? It's a, it's a. It's very strong. I've never done CBD oil, but um, oh, this, yeah, I I'm sensitive. But I know you like. I'm very sensitive. It's only legal in certain countries. Yeah, um, it affected me. Yeah, like very strong. It's right, really powerful. People that take yeah. it, like you can, t- I think you can take it daily, right? CBD. Yeah, but the CBD oil that you're thinking about is without THC. Oh, okay. This one had THC. Oh, okay, in it. so it's a lot stronger. Yeah, it was very strong. Yeah, for, okay. for I was gonna say, yeah. I was like, I know people that take it daily. They don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Okay. This one, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this one still contains yeah. the THC. So I was like, oh fuck, on another on another level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a beautiful journey. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, it just 
I felt a lot more love for myself and like mm. everything that I was going through in my life because it just looked so beautiful from where I went there. Mm. Um, and then I went into the aboga the next. No, I had a day break, more intention setting and watching videos about what to expect and things like that to prepare. They say prep you, yeah. There was a lot of preparation, mm. and honestly. I, I know people who've been on plant medicine journeys that don't even have 1% of the preparation that I've been through to go on mine. Wow. And they really, like, they really care. They really, really care about the work that they do. And they know that it's not a magic pill. Mm. You know, a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to go and do ayahuasca. They go on this retreat. It's going to solve my life problems. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they go on this retreat, they do the ayahuasca, and then there's nothing afterwards. Mm whoa like what do you do with all this information you just got okay have a good flight home see yeah you later, how do you, you actually know? integrate that yeah, into exactly. your life yeah and this is the thing like they focus so much on integration like all the way from the beginning like we did shit like uh you know i told you we were doing that dr demartini values thing we were figuring out our values uh we were going into the intention um he was giving me resources of things to read not even just about plant medicine but about my health and and my mental health like it's expensive but mm. they put so much into it yeah i found that dr d martini thing so weird i literally messaged her yeah. and i was like i've just done this really cool thing i think you should do it she's like yep i've already done it i was like <laughs> out of all the things on the internet yeah. <laughs> It's a really good exercise. So. I, I never would have found it if he didn't show it to me because oh, I, I don't even know who that I just guy go is. down rabbit holes yeah. of like human behavior and psychology and yeah. brain health. And yeah. yeah, so if anyone listening, if you want to check it out, you can come to Dr. D. Martini's website. Mm. Um, and it's just like a free assessment. It takes like, I don't know, it's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gets you to really think about your values, which ultimately is where a lot of our decision making and our our life kind of stems from really yeah it's like if you have these certain values and you're not living you're not living with them you're not going to be happy no wonder why you're not happy yeah Yeah. Yeah. so that was that so so you've done the mushrooms and then um daybreak you've done the daybreak you've done the prep for boga and then and then you went into the aboga let's talk about that so that day again smoothie went in about one or two o'clock in the afternoon uh, I did the Syrian route again. Mm. I ba- They basically gave me like this shrub of the plant to drink. Mm. Then I went up into the room. And I thought I was just going to be in was a dark room. Was this in your bedroom again? Was it yeah, yeah, it was in my bedroom. In bedroom. Yeah, yeah. So I went into this room thinking, oh, it's going to be the same as the mushroom kind of thing, you know? Pitch black room, silence. But when, hold on, if this is in your bedroom, like... They, they blacked... They prep it all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's nice that you get to do it in your own space. There's no sense of space or whatever. In the no, room. but I mean, like, the oh. feeling before you even go in. Oh, okay, like, you're yeah. not just, like, at least you kind of feel yeah, yeah, yeah. a kind of partially grounded. Do you know what I mean? You're not just doing it in like, some... I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out before I went into it. I was freaking the fuck out when I was in it. After it. Like, I was freaking the fuck out after it. Like... <laughs> I actually, like, based on what I know about this already, we'll, we'll go into it in a second, but I just, I don't even think I could do it. I'm such a claustrophobic person to not know, like, that have that spatial awareness. Nothing. Would just, no, nah, that's, the, that's the one reason I don't think I could do it. No. But anyway. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so I went into the room. It was pitch black. It was silent. Um, and I was just sitting in the darkness. They kept coming in every couple of hours to give me more medicine. 
I think they were giving me medicine over the course of like five hours, but there's literally no sense of time when you're there because you're not using your phone. You're not doing it. You're literally just sitting there. How long does it take for the medicine to actually kick in? I think it took... Like, I mean, roughly, obviously, you don't know. It, it starts working pretty much like after you take... So you take the shrub, which I think is the aboga, and then you start taking ibogaine pills. Mm. And I think as soon as you start taking the ibogaine, it starts working. So how but it reaches that? the peak. Like, like an hour? Two hours. Oh, okay, yeah. so quite early on. Yeah, but the peak and like where the crazy visuals and all of that comes in is in the last dose, which is, I think, about... I want to say like six or eight hours into it. Okay. So you're just sitting there in anticipation. What the fuck's going to happen? When is like on that in itself was horrible for me. Do you know what? I think it's the dark room bit that puts me off, but the actual sitting there for that long. What, for 24 hours? I don't know. I quite like, <laughs> I quite like just daydreaming. Yeah, like on a plane, for example, the amount of times I sit on a flight for like, especially like from Dubai to London, I don't know what seven, seven and a half hours. Sometimes oh, I don't yeah, even I watch. Sometimes I don't even watch a film. I just literally daydream the mm. whole flight. Yeah, yeah, it's different. I mean, it's going to be different for sure. But different. like, I wonder because the dark room bit is the bit that puts me off. But I always wonder. Yeah, maybe maybe you should try it out. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'll just listen. I'll just uh, live vicariously through you. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was in there. Uh, I was waiting for something to happen. My my heart was beating what felt like a, a thousand miles per hour. And they have this thing where they tell you that, you know, you need to work, like, be careful of your heart. And so mm. I went into this huge panic. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just went into a bit of a panic attack. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why did, why did I think I was ready for this? What was I thinking? Why? Like... Everything was just, um, yeah, I just started questioning myself and my whole life. Um, yeah, and I went into a meltdown. So that was a nice way to start it. And I, I just closed myself off. Like, I, I spoke to the plant and I felt like an idiot doing it. I was like, please don't, don't show me anything. Like, I'm, I'm about to have a heart attack right now and... I think if you take me back to some trauma and I realize that I was like fucking murdered or raped or something, then I'm just not going to be able to mm. to handle it. So, um, yeah, I just spent the whole time like closing it off. And then, um, do you think, do, like, do you think that made it worse? What, closing the, the experience, it off? yeah. Like, it's hard to say because you don't know what could have come through, but. I've heard some crazy shit. And I think what you really was... need to be ready need to, to know see how it. to ground yourself. And if you're not, I mean, I don't know how grounded you would feel being in an experience like this, to be honest. Now I've listened to people speaking about it and saying that, you know, you just feel really uncomfortable in your body. But I think what was missing for me was trust. Trust from? The medicine. Right. It's the first time that I'm doing something like this in my whole life. You're going to do it again, right? Yeah, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the first time I was doing something like that with people that I didn't know mm. in a place that I wasn't familiar with. And, you know, I had so many like mm. doubts and things like that. And that just that made it so much worse. Mm. That made it a hundred times worse. And it was all things that I had to deal with within myself. Mm. But yeah, if I had gone into it with the trust, then I think I would have been able to navigate it. But I was missing the trust and I was freaking out. 
Um, I think that's kind of natural, though. Like, I think what you've done was super brave anyway. Like, there's a lot of people that wouldn't even do half of what you've just done in that retreat. Um, It was so funny because, like, I remember I was having a meltdown to one of the the women who was uh, helping with the retreat, the wife of the um, the guy who was hosting me. <laughs> and I go, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, what was I thinking? I was way in over my head. She goes, yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've never even, I've never even met the couple that, that hosts this retreat, but they sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she's like you know you've never you've never even had a like a big psychedelic experience and you've come into this stranger's home but that's what country but that's what i was saying to you earlier about like people going in to do something like this that have never even touched on like their spiritual side because ultimately it's a very spiritual experience and i like i know for example like i'd love like someone in my family to do something like this and like i haven't even fully immersed myself like you have but um, I think it could benefit people that I know. and But then there's certain rituals that they haven't already done. Like yeah. the basics yeah. of like meditation and breath work. Yeah. And like, because that can send you into... A, it can, I think in, it can go like the complete opposite way. It can yeah, be yeah. really... Something like a boga, I think it can be really traumatizing. But mm. like, who am I to say that something like a mushroom wouldn't be traumatizing as well? I was mm. lucky to have a good experience. I know some people haven't. I've heard some bad stories with people on mushrooms. Yeah. Not because necessarily... There was a problem with the mushroom. No, no. It's just it's brought up something yeah. like traumatic that they didn't even realize has happened or it's quite recently heard a story about it. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, it's very hard to say. Yeah. So this is not medical advice. Yeah. <laughs> we are Try not... it at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is not a uh, an encouragement podcast. It's purely <laughs> just sharing an experience and a story. But obviously, if anyone has any questions, yeah, um, yeah. they can reach out to Sarah because yeah. uh, she's had experience firsthand in it as well um happy to is there anything else that you want to share from your experience yeah just mainly like um so what happened in my aboga experience was not like a typical experience because like what i told you it takes you into yeah sometimes past lives and wars and things like that um and into your core traumas by showing it to you in front of you as if you're watching your life in a dream um because i closed myself off i didn't see anything i didn't get any impressions i didn't nothing and what ended up happening was that i was just sitting like it was bringing up all of my uh, negative thoughts and feelings and uh about myself um and i was just like basically simmering in them for like 24 hours and um it's fucking horrible it was like my mind was stuck in a loop that I couldn't break out of and I was mm. having a panic attack at the same time so it was really fun um in a dark room yeah in a pitch black room by myself and then when I had come out of it like so you know you've come out of it because even though I didn't hallucinate as per se I did have some really pointless visuals mm. like that's a spanner or something that just kept coming up from the curtains but mm. um it's so fucking strong like you cannot walk and when you are in contact with light the whole world just looks like it's split into pieces like that everything just looks i don't know it's hard to explain in words but you know you know that you're in it so i knew i was coming out of it when things started to look normal again and uh 
they told me like, oh, okay, if you want to try and make sense of this, you have the option to go into a mushroom ceremony now. And then I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, I forgot about this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I ended up immediately going into a mushroom ceremony. And I was like, this is either the biggest mistake that I've ever made or it's going to help me get some clarity on what the fuck's going on. And uh, yeah, I was... Dying. It helped though, right? No, it was fucking horrendous. What, the mo- the second one? Yeah. I um, thought the second... No? The outcome was, oh. was helpful. Okay. But the actual experience was not good. It was it was so fucked up. Because um, you left the retreat feeling... Yeah. But that took... So it actually took me uh, about four days or th- three days after the ceremony mm. to start feeling okay. Mm. But after I finished all of that stuff, I was in a mess. I thought I was gonna end up in a mental hospital. Like people be speaking to me, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even there. Yeah, I'm just. Is that I'm, normal? Like, did they say that it was? I think it. <laughs> I think it impacts people differently, but it's interesting because I was speaking to the guy who actually recommended the retreat to me. Who actually he ended up going on it after me, like literally a couple of days after me. Mm. And his experience. He's done iboga once before. He did it again, and. The aftermath of his Iboga experience this time sounded like it was the same as mine. So I think it happens to people, but I don't think, I don't know if it's common or mm. like, I literally have no idea. But yeah, it's like my mind was just stuck in a loop and it just kept going round and round. Like I actually felt like uh, I was mental. I felt, I felt like you I are mental. Thank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm mental, but I really thought that I was going to end up in the loony bin. Like, I thought I was just going to live the rest of my life in the psychiatric ward. It was very bad. And on the same time, like, on a physiological level, the aboga was working on me. Mm. So I think it, like, opens or it um, splits your energy field Mm. or whatever. And I could feel that it was making shifts on a physical level in my body. Right. While I was trying to navigate this fucking disaster in my mind and i because i couldn't make sense of what the hell was happening in my body it was really overwhelming Mm. it was really really overwhelming and i was just crying a lot and yeah i was i didn't i didn't think i was going to be able to come back into the real world you're not selling it no i'm joking (laughs) but what happened after that there was a whole 180 here yeah it's like i was coming into a better place and I felt like something was positively shifting in me my mind was still like struggling a bit and then I took the San Pedro which is meant to be a a beautiful experience but it just ended up sending me in a bit of a bad place because I felt like I was finally coming back into my body and it just kind of made me feel a little bit out of it Mm. but then when the San Pedro wore off I just felt like some fucking magic happened um my brain fog was completely gone and I was not like I didn't feel like I was a part of this narrative that was running in my head anymore Mm. I just felt like I was sitting in this like I was sitting in this comfortable place of stillness and that the thoughts were just happening but you just yeah yeah. do you feel like that now oh no since I've come back into my life uh and um I need to get better at, you know, 
choosing how to spend my energy wisely. And I mean, just coming back into the normal world, you know, you do come back into your ego. Yeah, yeah. you do. So um, now I'm just trying to maintain the separateness, which is difficult. Mm. So this is what I mean. Like the plant medicine, it opens a door. What I feel like I gained from it is that it showed me the truth of who I am and it helped me connect to the truth of who I am. Mm. And I just felt like so much love and joy and gratitude. And I still feel like I am a different person since I've done it. Mm. But to the level that I was when I first came back, I, I don't feel as amazing as yeah. that. You have to continue doing the work. So yeah, like, that's why, yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm doing now currently. But yeah, it opened the door. Um, and I definitely feel so much better than mm. what I did before I, I get that as well because like, I had a similar experience not quite a boga <laughs> but in terms of the way you're feeling coming back from Bali spending three months in Bali doing a lot of like healing yeah. kind of work out there and then when I come back I I mean I still like you said I feel like a different person mm. now but it's worn off a little bit and I and I kind of struggle with like how can I make sure I retain this because and i think sometimes that makes it worse yeah because you're you're trying to hold it yeah you're trying to hold on to something like um i actually said something the other day i was like i actually like how do i put this you kind of you're observing that person that you was in that space and you're like how can i kind of be more of that again yeah um but it's really hard when you're around people yeah that haven't had that experience or are living that day-to-day life that you know yeah like most of us do in society so i mean look um, you're in dubai which is a fucking city just full of electric electronic shit and you're not spending time in nature and you're having to focus on work and things like that so obviously it's gonna be harder um but i think like since you mentioned the stuff that you did in bali it's also worth mentioning in the podcast personally i haven't had any uh like psychedelic or whatever experiences through doing breath work or hypnotherapy but people have these exact experiences mm. without even doing plant medicine so if you're like fuck i don't know if i'm gonna go and go do a boga try like you can say about what you did because well like, yeah because yeah. i done um i done like a two-day retreat in bali um which was it was called a spirit yeah it was called a spiritual awakening and there was a particular part of it which was um the conscious awakening Awakening? Mm. i can't remember what it's called but it was a meditation and it was about 35 minutes long it was a breathwork meditation Mm. 35 minutes long and then there was like kind of music at the end and this soundtrack like even now makes me cry because it Mm. was just brings back so many memories um but i in that particular meditation um it was so powerful like i used to people around me would be like breathwork like it's life-changing and I've always kind of believed in this stuff to a certain extent, but I remember that was the moment where I thought, fuck, like, this is mental. Like, yeah. my, I remember, like, we was all holding hands. There was, like, 70 of us in a room. And uh, so the energy, like, transmitting through all these human beings in this room was just, like, electric. And then we're doing this breath work, and it's, like, really simple. It's just, like, one, two, one, two, one, two for yeah. 35 minutes. But by the third round, because it runs, like, seven rounds of, like, five minutes, by the third round, like my fingers that like little like chicken hands and like I couldn't even I couldn't even hold on to people. Everything was just like seizing up my body and I was just seeing the weirdest things. Like anyway, I done that and I remember walking out thinking, Wow. And then we done like a few other practices during that two days, which again were like mind blowing. But I've like 
I've done stuff before that where you've seen colors, but now I'm able to like really integrate it in my day to day. So I could like meditate for like, I say meditate, I'm going to use breath work because mm. it's normally when I'm activating my breath quite intensely and then going into a meditation after is when it happens. And I can do it probably in like five minutes now. Yeah. And I just start to see all this stuff. Not quite as um, intense. It's a connection to your... But this is the thing, right? Like, it's a, still a connection. It's a gateway yeah, for yeah. you to enter yourself. Yeah. And I see... And yeah. I know, like... And obviously, if you see certain colours, it can mean certain things, whatever. And I just get, like, these beautiful images, like, all these, like, waves. I'm doing all these hand movements, which no one can <laughs> But you, like, you see all these, like, really beautiful colours and kind of, like, they're all, like, swaying. And it's, mm. it's just, like, it's so beautiful. And then, like... Maybe you'll get to a point where you can actually you know consciously ask well i mean i do yeah thing, i do yeah. do think but yeah i mean i think it's a, it's a journey yeah. for sure yeah, but yeah. it's it's like really amazing what you can do without even taking anything yeah. just a good night's sleep first thing in the morning breathe like obviously follow something that might activate it quicker than you just sitting there yeah um i said it's really powerful it's it's so interesting because i think like spiritually you're way more open than i am mm. i i'm so much more i'm it's hard i'm a heart-centered person but i'm stuck in my head because mm. of whatever the fuck happened in my life uh you're you're quite in your heart and so you access these like other realms mm. through much easier like with your sessions with your um i don't know spiritual coach whatever you yeah, call yeah. her and the meditation and stuff I sit in meditation every day for an hour and a half and I don't see anything. Mm. Yeah. So you really have to find what works for works you. For you. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, <laughs> if you don't want to go to Europe on a really intense retreat and you don't have any addictions where you want to take a boga or just be crazy like Sarah, you can tap into these kind yeah. of uh, these feelings and... Uh, what would you call them? Feelings. Just call it yeah. a, a, other realms experiences, of yeah, and consciousness yeah. Uh, through uh, natural states and ways. Breath work, breath work, yoga, meditation. meditation. Yeah, but I definitely think breath work has um, a lot of power over it. Mm. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I love this story. Like we did, re- as I said earlier, we did record this podcast and we've re-recorded it. But I actually still love listening over and over again to this kind of stuff. It just uh, it's amazing. And um, yeah, thank you for your time. And if anyone listening has any questions, um, particularly for Sarah, as I said earlier, who's been experiencing all of this firsthand, um, you can find her on social media. Um, she'll leave her handle on here shortly. And um, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Boutros Coaching. me a follow at i am lindsay matthews on instagram and you can dm me if you have any questions or topics you'd like to cover coming up and i'll catch you next time much love lindsay